Good morning on this chilly winter's day. It's Daniel here from Tech Central. And today's podcast is sponsored by Aruba and First Technologies. Today we are joined in studio by Gerard Ulefir. And Gerard has a long history with First Technology and managing solutions. He's the solution consulting manager. Before that, he spent some time in business connection, store tech, worked in all the big names and has come home at a consulting side at First Tech. And today is going to be sharing a couple of ideas about networking, how to better manage your network and how to get the most out of this work from anywhere world. Herat, before I hand over and we start asking the tough questions, I know you spent a lot of time in your past working with the youth. Do you ever get to work with young up-and-coming workers in your day-to-day job, or is that behind you now? You're working only with the experienced. Morning, Daniel, and yeah, morning, everybody. It's a privilege for me to be here today as well. And yeah, to your question, for us at First Tech, you know, we actually base our whole business around almost like a family size business. So for us, we absolutely believe in, you know, getting the youth in there, starting to get the experience done. You know, in the past, it's always like if somebody gets appointed, they want experience five years, three years. How do you get experience if you don't get a chance? You know, so we absolutely firmly believe in bringing in the young guns. They live in innovation on a daily basis. You know, they want to learn. So it's not only the older guys like me, you know, with all the gray hair. We absolutely love bringing in the younger a team as well and grow these guys you know some of my senior guys that we have currently you know has been who came in as, as young like this you know even long before me as well you know and the experience that you see and then they hand over that baton now again to the younger guys coming in from a technology point of view so for us it's always a privilege and it's something that we at first take love to do give somebody a chance you know i always say that for me the value is more than you know what is not experience from from that perspective you can gain that on a day-by-day basis but you know what you attitude because it always says your attitude will determine your altitude you know and we try to give the okies a bit of wings so they fly you know we throw them into the deep end and that's the way we learn but we've got a support structure in the back end you know from the senior management middle management everything to walk this path with the guys so yeah we're actually very privileged to have that within first technology that's amazing and i think in this new world of work from anywhere the challenge is keeping your corporate culture and keeping the team dynamics going. And this managing customers from a work from anywhere perspective, how have you seen that, especially when you're optimizing networks and you're working on customers' networks, how have you managed to keep your team with the same focus, I want to use the word, and spirit that you've grown over the last couple of years? I think the biggest thing for us was the big shock when it happened. You know, what is the new way of work going to look like? But I think, you know, with us being a team, I think that's the strongest thing that we can basically have and make sure that everybody understands what's expected from them, what's still expected from the business side as well. You know, and if we look at this whole new work from home or work from anywhere, as I call it, you know, I think the biggest thing for us is automation. Now, okay. if you think about, you know, what does automation actually mean? If we think about, uh, let's take Aruba Central, for instance, you know, that's basically, it's a powerful cloud networking solution. So that's already the first thing. It doesn't sit within a data center. It doesn't sit within somebody's computer that you can have load shedding and all that kind of stuff that can go wrong, you know, and that's basically just to make sure that you still have that workflow automation. Everybody knows what needs to happen. It's got built-in security and everything. Mm-hmm. So so from that perspective, you know, we need to optimize our campus, our branches, the 
remote offices, the lands and wands of this world now becomes your home. You know, it's not like we've got a certain data set and everything that, that sits around there as well. So they, there's a lot of challenges, but I think the biggest thing is that everybody knows what needs to happen and what's expected from them. And then I think the biggest thing for me is to give them the tools, the okay. tools and the support that they will need, you know, from a vendor side, from a first technology side. And I think that's the most important thing because you need confidence to do your work. How is Aruba helping you build that trust between you and the customer when you don't actually see the customer quite often today? You see, that makes it very difficult. And in the past, when you look at the challenges that we face these days, you know, if you think until recently, before the pandemic, you know, if you look at just troubleshooting issues, that means we run into a conference room, you know, we always laugh, we, we grab the pen, you know, the techies, we start drawing pictures and yeah. scribbling network diagrams on a whiteboard. And that was the way of work, you know, to look at what issues, what is causing it now, troubleshooting. I think that was the biggest thing. You can look the guy in the eye, you can start asking some questions. Now, you know, working from home, the only thing is, you know, it just worked. Five minutes ago, everything was working fine and now nothing is working. You know, so our Aruba can basically solve this is because of most of the guys are now working remotely or working from anywhere. You have to start planning those return to office projects as well. You know, so it's not only troubleshooting that's keeping you busy, but now all of a sudden you have to start planning the return to office projects and everything. So let's take example, um, video calls, you know, like we on with Zoom and Teams and everything as well. You get a customer phoning you or one of your even internal IT keeps on phoning to say, but my calls are keeping dropping and everything. So you've got a starting point from an IT support perspective, but where do you actually go from there? You know, so IT can log on like we do. We do a bit of video conferencing, sharing a screen and have a look and see what happens. Log into a management tool and start scratching around it. You know, but I think it takes a lot of time. So what, so what does, Aruba... Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you were about to say. So these problems, does Aruba help funnel you to where the cause is of the problem? Absolutely. So the important thing is for us as an IT team, we need to understand where the issues are. And then somebody like Aruba has got continuous monitoring, for instance, included in the tool, you know, mm. uh, artificial based alerts and real-time visibility mm. within your uh, what's happening in the wireless environment. Because we say, if you don't know, you don't know. You know, if you don't see what's happening, you know. So then what it does, it actually gives you visibility within the LANs and the switching environment, your the normal APs and your fixed networks and everything, the whole SD-WAN infrastructure. And so what it done, because it's got, I mentioned it earlier, built-in AI solutions and AI operations, Aruba call it AI ops. And it's already included in Aruba Central. And if I take one step back, Aruba Central sits within the cloud. So you have a controller base there where you can manage your whole entire network and the support and everything, even from your mobile phone. You know, so that's a brilliant thing that it does. So what it then actually does, it helps IT to identify the problems because that's number one, the first thing that we need to see if we don't see what's going on. You know, we first have to identify the problem and then to preempt these issues. You know, sometimes Aruba Central actually helps you to log a call uh, on behalf of the customer before he even knows what's happening, you know, that uh, the, the problem already arises. And then what happens is the data gets collected because we all know the data is so important. You need that data to start analyzing it, but where do you start? You know, so basically then Aruba collects these data from the switches and the gateways and everything. And what it actually does, it starts creating that AI, that artificial intelligence baseline about your whole environment and everything, including your work from home scenarios. Mm. And what it then does, it makes it easy for IT to start looking at user issues and network devices and site-specific issues. You know, maybe there's somebody else 
at another site to already experience this type of problem. And then Aruba can identify that as well. So then, as I mentioned earlier, the proactive steps that it needs to take, you know, to make sure that we start looking at these issues before they actually arise, you know, and it collects that data and then feeds back, you know, to give it that intelligence to make sure you've got that full data analytics sitting within your grasp. So it would be great if the customers stayed the same and then the AI builds up a pattern of where you're going. But it seems to me that innovation has just been forced upon customers now. And a year ago, edge computing or edge to cloud devices was something whispered in the corridors of the geeks. But today it's almost becoming mainstream. Are those not creating security risks as we go? And how do we deal with those to not stifle creativity in the business, but not open us to ransomware, to malware, and to security issues? No, absolutely. And Naruba uses a word that's called zero trust. You know, so what is zero trust? If we look at just a a few elements of zero trust, basically the implementation of that is that complete visibility, as I mentioned earlier, you know, to make sure what's, what's happening in your environment, authentication, you know, the policy-based access authentication and authorization to make sure that whoever's logging in is that person. You know, it was easy when you used to log in from work and everything that you have your domain and Active Directory, everybody gets authorized and authenticated on that as well. But now with everybody working from home and working from anywhere, sitting in a coffee shop, how secure is your connection anyway? You know, so Aruba works on that zero trusting to say, but I need to look at attack detection. I need to look at response times. You know, what happens if an attack happens? You know, they also use dynamic segmentation. You know, that's basically they leverage user and device identity and then set role-based IT access permission. So what that means is it basically gets enforced to make sure that wherever you log in from a VPN perspective, that that connection needs to be secure and Aruba handles that in the back end while looking at device threats and everything happening as well. So from Aruba, they've got a called ClearPass device insight. And this is actually the starting point of Zero Trust, if I can call it that. You know, so it does device discovery and it does profiling to make sure that you actually, you are the user that you're saying you are. And then that you will actually, actually have access to the data center. You know, what needs to connect, where do you need to connect to as well? And again, it comes back to that visibility and intelligence, you know, to that needed to address this risk of managed and unmanaged networks, because I think the unmanaged network is always the most dangerous one that you have. And then if you look at network access control for a wired network, your wireless network, you know, your cloud-based security controls, you know, because now it starts becoming to play a massive role to preserve the performance and the cost-effectiveness of your solution that you have. And the biggest thing is what you need from that security portion is to protect it. You mentioned it now from the internal and external threats, because sometimes, you know, we look at internal threats as sometimes the ones we overlook. That's mm. uh, The user takes a USB stick and just plugs it in to have a look and see what's on there, mm. and it just opens up a whole can of worms as well. And then the last thing for me, but definitely not the least thing, is that secure VPN access, you know, because everybody now logs in, as I mentioned, from a coffee shop or wherever, you have to have that secure VPN solutions. And Aruba provides the same level of protection from your house as basically in in the office, you know, so they call that military grade encryption that's available, policy-based access control, cloud management from wherever, Mm. already built in, you know, with the likes of Aruba Central and ClearPass. And I think that's the most important thing, you know, that edge to cloud, if they call it, you know, it doesn't matter where you sit, it needs to be protected because you only have that little window that can bring down the whole network. Mm. But this sounds very space age and modern and complicated. Is the price tag as big as I think it is? 
So, Daniel, you know what Aruba actually does is they create these solutions, you know, from pitch, fish and chip shop, as I always say, you know, and around the corner to the big, massive enterprise solutions, you know. So the solution that they create is basically you can grow into the solutions, you can start small, you know. And I think with us working very closely with Aruba, we always listen to what the customer's needs are. And we start at a specific point, you know, where the pain points are. I always say to people, if you've got a headache, I cannot give you something for gut. You know, I need to address the headache, but then I need to go and find out where the headache actually comes from. Okay. You know, so in saying that as well, you know, especially now with COVID times and everybody, some of the business that got hit very, very hard from a financial yeah. point of view. The amazing thing from Aruba is they also have a solution that's not CapEx-based, so you can do a, a OPEX-based. They've got a software as a service solution. They've got a network as a service solution. And what it is basically is you get all the features, you know, the AI ops that I talked about earlier, the security that's crucial, you know, the key capabilities, all the network reporting, the visibility and everything as well. You get it now with flexible subscriptions. And I think the biggest word for me is that flexible. You know, we all know the pay-as-you-go type scenario when you buy a phone or data or whatever. And that's the type of solutions that Aruba is now also offering to our customers, you know, so have that flexible financing options and for me you know obviously to lower your risk you know we all know if you don't have money to spend or you don't have this expensive capex you know you open up your company for a lot of risk external as well so because of the, all these flexible consumption models they take away some of that risk as well aruba as a service options you know for instance give you exactly that greater visibility that we talked about a little bit earlier that control that your it support team can take control of your network to know exactly what's happening in this as well and then a flexibility around the hardware and other solutions as well if you have to buy network switches and servers and storage and everything as well that can bring those flexible options in there as well and make sure you've got management operations because at the end of the day you need to still operate your business to make money otherwise you're going to be dead in the water what's in it for first tech then what do you do for the customer if they're looking at aruba so, Anna, for a good question. So, what we do is basically we can then size the solutions. You know, we make sure that we sit with the customer, with Aruba in the vendor, and you know, to make sure that we create these solutions for the customers. So, we supply then all the hardware. We do the implementation, the support, and everything as well. Okay. And then with Aruba that has flexible financing options, for instance, like leasing, um, they even have deferred payment, and we have buyback programs. What that means, if the customer has got old kit sitting there, which already made the, the capital outlay, We've been working with Aruba to do a buyback on those kits as well and in almost as a discount structure and give the customer the latest solutions, you know, the latest technology and everything. But he only pays on either, as I said, leasing or deferred payments or whatever. And I think that's the most important thing. He can buy those flexible subscriptions on a need and when needed, you know, he can just buy it. If then the company starts growing a little bit, you know, he can start using that as well. Come back to us from a first tech point of view and we can start looking at that, that software as a service and network as a service type scenarios where you only buy what you need. So if we just recap where we are now, if a customer is looking at a complicated network environment and they're a little bit worried about it and they're worried about the threat intelligence and they want to see where it is, we can look at Aruba Central and get an architected solution from First Tech that can go out and roll out and we're going to talk around how quickly it's going to go out or not. We don't have to buy, rip and replace everything. We can take portions that we need and we can take them on either CapEx or OpEx. And then you will architect the solution for the customer, even looking at a buyback of old kit. And we can get on with the modernization journey that could put the customer network operationally 
at the forefront of where they are, irrespective of their size or T's and C's notwithstanding. But then does the customer then have to take that over? What about the skill shortage in South Africa? How are we left to high and dry? Now we've got the car, we just can't drive it? Or what do you do with that? No, I think that's the biggest thing that we have. You know, When we speak about the new software as a service or network as a service type scenarios, what we then at First Tech do, we offer our customers SLAs, complete SLAs where we can take over the network or the hardware portion of that as well. And we offer it as a bucket hours. For instance, if a customer doesn't want us to take over like a full month, you know, a working month scenario, we can also offer those kind of services to the customer. Not only looking at the implementation, as you mentioned, and the rollout and the sizing of it as well, but, you know, taking over the IT role, if I can call it that, okay. you know, where you have a network IT operations manager sitting there in a system admin looking after this network on a day-by-day basis, you know, especially with COVID where some people went through retentions and lost their mm-hmm. jobs as well. Mm-hmm. We can take that burden away from the companies who cannot afford to appoint somebody as well, you know, that we can then put somebody either on-site or remotely and everything and making sure that we do exactly what we spoke about earlier, you know, the operations portion of it, the visibility and the monitoring, the performance metrics of that as well and take that burden away, you know, to make sure that the operating costs that the customer can focus on what he needs to do, you know, taking new products to market and making sure that they're profitable. So that's something that we do and we offer as well. So First Tech can give you a turnkey offering where you can take over the network and look after it nuts and bolts, everything we can do this. But as we started this discussion, we're working on optimizing networks in this work from anywhere environment. And whilst we are a little bit paranoid about security right now, so we're going to be looking at the attack surface that's open to customers using AI to find potential threats and plug those holes, you're not going to slow down the innovation. So that working from edge, what what is edge in your mind from just quickly, uh, give me a definition and maybe a practical use case. Yeah, 100%. So edge computing is basically, and I mean, now these days, edge computing is actually transforming the way that data is now being handled and being processed and everything, you know, away from the old days where you had a big data center sitting there and you've got a Unix server or old server sitting there where all the data and processing happens now. You know, now that data gets delivered from a million devices all over the world, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you think about the explosive growth of, you know, the internet connected things, you know, that IoT that we call it, Internet of Things, with new applications being rolled out and real-time computing power, you know, that the guys are looking. And that basically drives the edge computing. You know, if you think about, you know, faster technologies like 5G that's coming down, uh, you know, we just already on our doorstep already, are basically allowing for edge computing to accelerate the creation of support and real-time applications, as I mentioned. You know, so what um, is edge for you? What so, is so for, for me, Give me a business Okay. Okay. So practically, basically for me is what we're doing now. We're doing this webinar and everything from our laptops, you know, desktops. Okay. Edge could be your workplace. It could be a school, could be a hospital, could be a remote worker's home. It okay. could be a tablet. It could be a phone. So anything that. You can think wherever data is getting generated from that okay. stage. You know? So if you and, think and about, it, if you think about the gym I just came from, they've now got a COVID inoculation center they're giving people jabs that data there where that data is being stored on who's coming through the door and that that for you is an edge operational 
Okay, and then we're getting it back to the center where we're going to be processing how many we've got. That's an edge use case. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm so even, even you if you think it. about a CCTV camera, if you think about anything that collects data, anything that can collect data, and everything that becomes your edge, you know, okay. anything that gives you visualization or dashboards, whatever, that's basically edge computing. Okay. And I prefer edge computing, you know, when I think about it, I think about a manufacturing line and you've got sensors on the machine talking about process and what's going on. This is edge operations is very nice. I like that. Absolutely. Um, no, that's and, and that's a very good good example. And now what Aruba does is what do they do with that data? Because you have that sensor mm. that collects the data and the data actually means nothing to you if you cannot analyze it. Mm. And that's exactly where this whole edge computing becomes the way of the future or the data center of the future, as they call it. Okay. So, Kirat, it sounds like your environment around Aruba is changing quite quickly. Is there anything that you think is coming out in the next six months, which is very exciting from an Aruba perspective that you want to chat about? Yeah, I think Aruba is one of the most innovative vendors out there. You know, if you think about their mission that they call it, is basically to deliver secure edge-to-edge solutions to the customers. And they very focus on AI and machine learning, as we've spoke about the sensors and everything. And I think the biggest thing for them is to make it simpler and faster and more automated, you know, take away those cumbersome, you know, operations that we look at it. But I think the biggest thing, and that's why I mentioned the sensors as well, is to harnessing that data and to drive powerful business outcomes. Because as I said, you cannot do anything if you have all this big data, but what do you do about it? You need to analyze it and then use it to your advantage, you know, to be on top of market. Market, to take your solutions everything to market. So basically, as I said, from start, they've been one of the forefront runners of that as well. If I think about Aruba ESP, what they call it, edge service platforms, is basically the platform that goes beyond the normal conventional network management to drive this AI power operations. They do provisioning, you know, orchestration and everything, security and location services, basically from the cloud. When is now, that being released? It's already available. I'm asking for what are you excited for that's yeah, coming so, out, new kind of innovation. Yeah, so I think for me, the biggest thing is the data center innovation and that the data center is evolving. You know, if you think about, and I'm going to call it the hyper-converged infrastructure, mm. what Aruba and HPE is working on specifically to make sure that you've got the servers, the storage, the data center, the networking, everything. Basically, in the past, everything was running independently. And now they look at the modern agile data center, as they call it, to make sure that they can increase the solutions of choice, you know, the flexibility mm. and performance, high availability. So what that means in a nutshell is if I go out and I make my own pizza, you know, I, uh, I buy the base and then I yeah. buy, I love salami. I do the salami, I buy the cheese, but I then I have to build my own pizza. And I need to make sure that, listen, that the oven is at a certain degrees and temperature and I can stuff it up royally if I can do it. Yes. So what, if you think about DHEI and hyperconverge is that then Aruba offers you this as a service. So you can pick up the phone, miss the D delivery or whoever that, that you want to use, you know, yeah. and that pizza gets delivered. Everything is included, you know, and that's, sure. I think, what's very excited about it. They give you that, you mentioned it earlier, that turnkey solution, okay. that uh, whatever okay. specific fit for my business, as if small business, enterprise business, doesn't matter, they then deliver that. So that's something that I'm very excited about. One of the biggest things that's an ongoing thing that's not mm. just coming out is that zero trust, as I mentioned as well, especially with all the cyber attacks that's coming around. These guys are constantly working on it and to make sure that they do the remote work and distributed computing, you know, to make sure that working from home from the future is covered. I think that's the most important thing for me, that complete visibility in and around what's happening with your network as well. And I think that's something that, that the guys are, you know, innovating on a daily basis as well, that modern software-defined data networks, as they call it. 
And your focus for the next quarter, where are you driving your team? How big is your team? With my team, I've got a solution architect, some pre-sales guys. We've got a post-sales guy who does the insulation. And, and, yeah. But yeah, we're quite a big company. You know, we've been in industry for years. Uh, as I said, we always call it where the tacky eats the ground. And that, that's the company <laughs> that I think we do. We, everybody pulls up and pitch up for work and make sure that we deliver solutions and everything for our customers. I think the biggest thing from a first tech point of view is that trust that we work yeah. with our customers and building relationships. And that's exactly what we do. We not want to be just a box dropper if, yeah. if I can use that word. You know, when we size the solution, when we sit down with the customer, we want to walk the journey with them in the good and the bad times, you know, mm. but the customers, you know, uh, we, because we build our business around trust and, you know, integrity as well. You know, so what we do, our focus going forward is to listen more to what the customer needs are, to be very, very plugged into our vendors that we work with. Innovation for us is very important. So our biggest drive that we have currently is the virtualization drive, you know, the data management, you know, what are we looking after the the customer's data, you know, with all the ransomware being uh, where it is currently now is you're only as good as your last restore. That is something that I believe in. Um, So we look at our customer's data management. We look at what the infrastructure looks like. We look at the networking, the security portion as well, you know, the software defined data center, as we call it. You know, I think we use tools and technology, you know, to make sure that we can help the customers to operate more efficiently. I think that's something that we strive for. As I mentioned, we want to take away those headaches. What we do is we want to eliminate any guesswork and we're always transparent with our customers. And they also sit down with the customers, find out what are their goals? You know, where do they see themselves in six months? What do they need to roll out? What applications they need to do? So what we then do is our teams and everything sit down with the customer. We then design the right solution. We make sure that the spending is optimized. You know, we analyze opportunities to see where we can consolidate some of this infrastructure. You know, where can we virtualize everything? Because everything needs to go from a software perspective. If we look at private cloud and a hybrid cloud of these days, you know, if it's not optimized and not virtualized, we cannot help the customer to future-proof mm. his data center as well. So I think for awesome. us, it's a constant learning. It's an everyday thing, you know, with technology that changes so quickly. You mentioned about the innovation, you know, today something is brand new, tomorrow it's old. If you look at the mm. cell phones these days and the mobile technology, you know, so I think for us is to keep our ear very close to the customer, you know, to have that relationship with the customer. Awesome. So not only being a company that wants to sell to them, but consult to them to walk that path with them as well and understand the business, their business needs to understand it as well. And now we can assist from a first technology by using technology as well as our team expertise, you know, to help the customers going forward. Then my last question for you, Gerard, our time's flown by. I want to ask you for those listeners who are not first tech and Aruba customers in this disparate, complicated network world, what one piece of advice have you got for them on how better to manage this at the moment? I think the biggest thing for me, if we think of the way we're doing work now and the way it's going to be, I think it's going to stay with us for a very long time. I think for us is to deliver that in-office, in brackets, that in-office experience to the end user. I think that's one of the biggest things, you know, to make sure that we're looking after the security. There's consistent security controls being in place. We need to make sure that, you know, when we're going to do these meetings from a Zoom and a Teams meeting and everything, that the resources and everything, even from a customer's home and everything, that he's got the resources available to do whatever, to have that end-user experience. You know, um, if we think about the performance that we need, you know, uh, there's nothing more frustrating 
than sitting on a call, having a discussion with the customer and everything. And there's slow latency and everything's happening out there as well. We need to understand that in the past, if a new client or new customer starts or a new employee starts, you know, that IT device doesn't just, it's not just out of the box. You know, we need to make sure that we deliver that stuff, even if it's a new laptop or server or wireless network point or whatever, the provisioning needs to happen very quickly, you know. And to have that almost, I like the word Aruba uses, I use it as a zero touch, which allowed a quick and automatic provisioning everything from devices to start learning the network and everything as well. And I think the biggest thing for us is the business challenges to make sure that, you know, you need to see what's happening in your environment. You need to know what's happening in your environment. I always use that analogy of an iceberg. When you look at the iceberg, you only see that little small portion sticking out. But what's happening underneath that dark waters? You know, if if we don't have the visibility around that, we don't know what my network health looks like, you know, to make sure that, and, and I've got a, like a dashboard that I can see it, you know, make the IT operations life, make it a bit easier for them to go out and start doing more innovation stuff as well. So I think from my point of view, you know, parting with a company like First Technology that we work very closely with, Aruba and everything. So that's actually just to give that user experience back to the user. So it's not a frustrating thing. Business can run as normal. Business can start rolling out the new applications and everything as well. But the end user experience, I think for me, is the most important. And that's built by trust and having the confidence that you're working with a partner like First Technology that can go this journey with you, that, uh, you know, the good and the bad times. Mm-hmm. We, we're in this uh, to, together as well. And using technology to make our lives, I think, easier. I think that's for me the biggest thing. Kerat, I love the way you've summed that up. If I can steal a couple of things from our chat today, deliver an in-office experience from anywhere is what we're going to end with. With Aruba and First Technologies, Kerat Ulefir, Manager of Solution Consulting at First Technology, I know you've got a huge team. I appreciate the 40 minutes that you've given us this morning. I wish you and your partnership with Aruba much success over 2021. From my side, Daniel Robus, the facilitator from a tech central perspective. Thanks for being on our podcast and thanks for being a great supporter of this podcast. We really appreciate it. I hope you have a good quarter and I hope you are warmer than I am stuck in four ways and have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you very much. Thanks, everyone. everyone.